Hi, I'm John Joe Walker, Business Manager and Recruitment Specialist in the Neuro MedTech space here at CM Medical. For today's episode of CM Conversations, I wanted to take a look at the fascinating world of neuromodulation while speaking with a leader from the market. Firstly though, what is NeuroMedTech? NeuroMedTech is an industry focused on improving our understanding of the brain and ultimately developing technology to treat different neurological conditions. Many experts think that this technology has the potential to have a hugely positive impact for millions of people, treating conditions as diverse as epilepsy, migraine, chronic pain and even depression, anxiety and ADHD. One particular area that I do a lot of work in has really emerged over the last decade, and that is neuromodulation. This approach essentially focuses on stimulating specific nerves within the brain to improve patient outcomes. Whether through a surgical implantation or a non-invasive wearable device, there's a huge number of great companies and individuals out there all committed to making a difference. That leads me on nicely to my guest on today's episode of CM Conversations. Jana Hutala is a serial CEO and entrepreneur within the neurotech space. He shares my passion for the industry and over the course of our conversation provided some fascinating insight into the world of neuro and his experiences working in the space. We touched on topics including the impact of COVID-19 on the neuro space, the role neurotech has to play in treating mental health conditions and what he's most excited about when it comes to the future of the industry. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jana as much as I did. As always, if you'd like to get involved in this conversation, or even be a future guest yourself, you can email us at cmconversations at charltonmorris.com. That's enough from me though. Here's my conversation with Jana about the fascinating world of neuromedtech. So yeah, th- thanks for joining us today, Jana. Appreciate it. Um, obviously, we're here to discuss everything neurotech. Um, for some of the listeners out there, can you just give us a quick yeah, sure. introduction uh, to yourself? So I'm originally not from the industry. I'm actually a VC investor and consultant uh, originally. But last 12 years, I've been with uh, medical devices mm-hmm. in neuromodulation and uh, neuroimaging. So I kind of grew into the based on, on financing background. And uh, once I joined my first company, Nextim, which is non-invasive neuromodulation, I, I kind of uh, I fell in love with new devices, and um, it's it's been that since that. So I really like it. Mm-hmm. Good, good. When you look back at that time, like you say, you were you were with Nextim for for some years in finance, and then as CEO. Um, do you look back with, with fond memories at your time with Next? Yeah, it's actually, I had a great management team then and uh, we went through some chairmans and uh, CEOs. And, and then when I took the role, we, we changed the strategy to somewhat uh, becoming more therapeutic rather than just diagnostic. And uh, I think that made the, made the difference with the team. Uh, we really started to push it forward, uh, first with stroke, which didn't pan out well. But now depression and pain are, are really big there, and and we, and I still believe that the, the navigation, which next team was uh, really a, a pioneer, it made sense and it really makes difference for the patients because you can really make sure you stimulate the right uh, location on the brain. So I I kind of it was a fun time. It was really a fun time working on that and really enjoyed that. Great, great. And uh, I mean, as you indicated there, you, you obviously have over 10 years experience working within neurotech. Um, 
which is is a broad industry what areas of of neurotech excite you the most i currently i'm actually on on the platform side on big data and ai uh, trying to figure out how the brain works so i guess i've been evolving uh, from from non-invasive modulation first to neuroimaging and and functional imaging not not structural so much but the real functions and then figuring out what those means and and that's really exciting for me i mean if you think about what the let's say cardio was 20 30 years ago and now what the neuro is currently i think we are getting there becoming a mainstream i mean us brain in, initiative was a big thing and, and a lot of money went into the industry but now I think uh, things are translating to also benefit the patients and a new therapeutic indicator, uh, therapeutic interventions rather than just diagnostic. So I, I think the most exciting for me is really the how the brain works and how how we can utilize that knowledge in the in the therapeutic world. So that's really that's really cool. For sure, for sure, it is definitely. And I mean, you you referred to the non-invasive side of neuro there, which is obviously an area you have lots of experience in. I suppose for some listeners out there that may not be sort of neuro experts, what is it about non-invasive neurostim that makes that such an innovative and futuristic field? Yeah, I think invasive, if you can do something non-invasive, why would you want to have read all strips on your on your cortex when you can do that non-invasively? So I, I think that's the big thing when you compare, of course, uh, you have to make sure that you, you are as accurate as you're saying. So non-invasiveness is not a, a sort of easy way out. You you have to still be as accurate as you can be and make sure you really stimulate the right location. Your basic technology has to be based on science and really, really proven so that you can claim this. If there are a lot of... Uh, especially now, a lot of digital health uh, coming out and everybody's coming to the field and trying to think that it's like, uh, it's like fast forward, it's a quick win. But you still have to have the same science, you still have to have the same background to make sure that you are doing what you're saying rather than, rather than just uh, uh, coming for the quick win in neuro. So that's, I, I think non-invasive is really key for the patients rather than anything else. And I guess when you look at, non-invasive neuro and the different neurological indications that it can treat are there any in particular that, that you see it being most beneficial for be that sort of depression or epilepsy or stroke i think the especially now with the coronavirus everywhere in the world and then people are getting stranded and, and really mental illness is, is a big thing i think uh, mm-hmm. depression anxiety and all those things uh, although we don't really know how it works to be fair, uh, but there are certain locations in the brain you can stimulate, and it, it seems to help patients, especially with coupled with some therapeutic uh, uh, intervention with the work of uh, psychotherapy or something. So I think that's really hot topic in the in the future for non-invasiveness, uh, just because it's mm-hmm. so easy access uh, for the patients also. Mm-hmm. And I guess you touched upon it there. I guess it's a mental health pandemic at the moment as much as it's a, a COVID pandemic. With COVID, what pressures do you feel that it's applied onto the neurotech space? I think that, yeah, I've been I've been working with the Brain Mapping Foundation for a year or something in, in California. And 
we see a lot of uh, mental illnesses now. It was first people were talking about the army and PTSD and TBI and all those things, concussion. But now with the COVID coming in, I think mental illness is becoming mainstream and it's not so it's not so easy to treat those. It's There's no magic pill or anything or ma magic method. So I think the challenge is that people are building digital health apps and, and trying to be innovative but they don't really go through all the all the test points to really make sure that what they are doing is beneficial for the patient. So I think the challenge for neuro is that all these efforts need to be directed in the correct way. So it's really clinically proven also that we can help patients rather than just uh, try to get reimbursement and money out of the system, which seems to be in some cases uh, the, the issue that people just think that it's a, it's uh, you do some digital health uh, app and then you go against the traditional way and say that we are better, but you have to prove that if you are better rather than just uh, say that you do something else. No, I agree. It has to be patient-led for sure. I guess looking back at your your career then within neurotech, for you, what, what's the most rewarding part of leading a, a neurotech <laughs> startup? There has been quite many actually fun fun parts and one of my earlier boss used to say to me that enjoy and have fun that's that's the key because you you wouldn't sort of want to lead any startup if you don't really want to have fun because it can be crueling and and and, and tough work but uh, i think the the most things are when you can see we had a great trial even though the science didn't work with nextim and we saw a lot of a uh, stroke patients getting benefit from occupational therapy we were given uh, during the trial. And there were these patients who, when they came for the uh, clinical test or trial, they couldn't function properly. They, they wouldn't have their both hands functioning. And with our occupational therapy, and uh, I, I really don't know whether they were in sham or active group, but they got way better they they were able to work in the real life one of them actually went back to work and a few of them really really were grateful for the for the therapy they got so that was really rewarding because at the same time we were building a company and, and trying to sort of change the world in, in stroke so we could really see in real life how that affected patients and their life and their families it was really really good experience and that taught me a lot that this is not only about some VC getting their uh, returns or, or some money for the for the founders or for the people for options or anything but it's more about the patients and how you can help them and their families and it's the same with the uh, with the current company I'm working on we try to figure out how the brain works rather than just trying to do some business about it so I, I think that's if you are in here for the right reasons, I believe that you, you can really enjoy and that's rewarding. But if you are here just to build a company and try to make money, I would suggest you go somewhere else than Neuro or MedTech. So it's it's not an easy path for the startup. You've touched on it a little bit there, but on the flip side, looking back again at those years with Nextim and generally on being a CEO within Neurotech, what would you say the biggest challenges are? I think with the, with the medical devices and neuro, it's the timelining. I mean, investors, VC funds, they, they are built on eight-year cycles or 10-year cycles, and uh, they want to have exits in five, six years. And in medical devices, you don't have similar 
phases like you in pharma or bio where you can each time you have a successful trial phase one two or three your valuation goes up and you're you're on exit path but with devices there isn't similar uh so you either either you figure out how something works or then you go all the way through to the market and and your MA exit will be quite a long way or then you just uh, sell the technology for somebody who's commercializing it better so the pathway is quite long uh from from invention to really go to market although currently there's a lot of new strategies to go with more say uh consumerism in mind and, and trying to get more real life data to prove the points rather than traditional way which i believe are the are the fast forward ways to prove the things in similar way than before but just uh saving money and time uh but yeah i think the the hardest part is the timelines with the devices i mean during during the last 12 years you have been saying that c mark was really easy to get uh, it's just a safety uh label in a way and fda was really about efficacy and and about six seven years ago when after peep happened and uh, uh those sort of uh, implants happened people started to sort of a lobby so that the CE mark would be more about efficacy also. And, and at the same time, FDA started to loosen a little bit their approach and have these fast tracks. And now the regulatory hurdles are pretty much the same, whether you are in, in Europe or, or US. So I think that for the devices, it has changed also because there isn't any more sort of obvious way, let's have a CE mark and then go to US for the FDA and rest of the world. So you have to be clever about the the go-to-market strategy also, especially in neuro where, where things are so new, you probably don't have pretty good device or you don't have gold standard or something. Concussion is a good example. Uh, there isn't a gold standard to prove uh, how you diagnose concussion. And uh, if you develop something on concussion, what do you compare to? So, and it's still not PMA type of uh, approach because it's really uh simple and you you kind of don't mean to go to the the older hoops in that sense you you're not injecting anything to the patient or anything so there's a lot of challenges with neuro at the moment but you just have to be more clever about it and and how to go through i think something that that we've noticed recently is is the emergence or the rise of of digital health within the neuro space which is something that you mm. alluded to earlier looking ahead looking ahead let's say to the next 10 years within neurotech where do you see the industry in 10 years from now i think in neuro we there's a lot of effort to push uh functional uh functionalities from the brain and really understanding how brain works not only bio or chemistry side of but uh, really the, the electric functions and i think AI and ML and deep learning algorithms have helped now, once we get more data about that, to help figure out things and, and combining that with the other, other methods, we start to see new things emerging. And I think in five, 10 years, we will have more consumerism coming also for neuroside and then gathering the data and then using these modern tools uh, and then computing power to figure out how the brain really works. There's a lot of new companies involving around that, and I, I believe some of them will be successful. But uh, yeah, it's a combination of device and uh, cloud-based systems and digital health to actually do that. But yeah, I believe that. And furthermore, I think it 
empowers the patient. There is a lot of a going on in oncology where where digital health is bringing more stuff uh, for the patient's benefit and, and following the, the treatments and everything. And I believe the same is coming for, for neuro, all these sort of uh, mental illnesses and all those things. So it will be, it will be interesting five, 10 years figuring things out. Definitely. I mean, are you planning on, um, on being in the industry for the next five, 10 years? You obviously mentioned that you, you're not an industry guy or you, you didn't used to be, but then you, you happen to fall into to Nero with your finance background. Do you see your future within the industry? Yeah, we, we just sort of, uh, I was founding a new company just a few months ago and uh, it, it's basically on, on the platform side for Neurotech and uh, building translational platform from academia to, to clinical and helping actually to bring these technologies faster uh, to the patient's benefit and, and, being sort of an intermediator there as a platform provider rather than uh, trying to figure out something directly. So I think, yeah, I will stick around, definitely. It's an interesting world and a lot of things to to move forward with. So, And furthermore, I think I'm having fun. So as long as it's fun, so it's, it's worthwhile spending your time. As your former boss said to you, absolutely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, no, listen, it's, it's been great speaking with you. We obviously appreciate you you joining us and giving us your insight into the neurotech space, giving your experience and, um, and yeah, looking forward to, uh, to catching up with you. No soon. worries. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. So that was my conversation with Jana Hutala, CEO and entrepreneur within the neurotech space. I hope you enjoyed it and found it as insightful as I did. As always, we're keen to get your thoughts. So if you'd like to be part of the discussion, drop us an email through to cmconversations at charltonmorris.com. I've been John Joe Walker. Thank you for listening.